0: Hello, and welcome to the Victorious Living Solutions podcast. I'm your guest host today, Rodney Young Jr., and today I have the pleasure of interviewing the CEO and founder of Victorious Living Solutions, Nakia Young.
1: Hi, so this is going to be fun. I have no idea what the questions are, you guys, so I'm in the hot seat, Yep. and let's get into it.
0: Well, as the producer of this show, I'm always on the other side of the lens. Mm -hmm. So I've been able to listen to all the conversations and be a part of the dialogue. So I thought today's topic would be how to develop a thriving mentality. Okay. So, you know, there's all these aspects of thriving that we've covered, Mm -hmm. but how do you develop the mentality that gets you there? So Mm -hmm. I got some questions for you. Okay. (laughs) All right, let's go. So what's the difference between a surviving mentality and a thriving mentality?
1: Okay, that is a good question. I say that a surviving mentality is you are literally just doing what you can to get to the next day. You know, you're living very day to day. You're not really planning for the future. You're really just trying to survive what's happening right now. You know, it doesn't look pretty. You may have duct taped the holes in the bottom of your boat closed, <laughs> and it's not all fanciful, but you've done what you need to do to get from this side of the river to the other side of the river, and that's all that matters. And sometimes life is life, and so hard that that's that's pretty good, you know. You're doing what you can, but we can't stay in that mentality. We can't stay in. You know, I'm just living paycheck to paycheck, baby. I'm just trying to do what I can. I'm just trying to pay these bills. I'm just trying to, you know, just mm-hmm. the menial, everyday things that we're all trying to do, uh, but we can't stay there. We have to get to the thriving. And when you get to thriving, it doesn't just become about did I check the the boxes and do the things? Did I pay the bills? Are the kids fed? It's really getting into a life of purpose. And when you cross over into your life of purpose, into what God has specifically called you into, then that's intentional. You are, I said in an earlier episode that the first, when I, Thriving Through Chaos, I believe it was, yeah, right. I said the one of the biggest things you have to do is just decide that you are going to. I am going to thrive. And then every single action that you take After that, needs to line up with that decision. And so if you're going to live a purposeful life, then you are going to be a student of purpose. You're going to study the word of God. You're going to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are also purpose-minded. You're going to be reading other books besides the word of God on your purpose, whatever. Like, say, if you have a business goal, you're going to find as many books as you can on that. If you have a physical health goal. I know I have a physical health goal. I was talking about my physical health goals with Dr. Shantae. We had her on in episode forty seven, I believe it was. Great episode. Yes. Oh my god. Make sure you go back and watch that. Please go back and watch that and subscribe. I know y'all subscribe, right? Anywho. Um, but we were talking about our health goals. So everything lines up with that. Um I personally, <laughs> that's been a bigger challenge for me, but I did. I was like, hey, we're thriving. I don't want to just be thriving in my business. I want to be thriving in every area of my life, and that includes physical. And so once I made that decision, you know, I did the things. I'm, I'm still doing them, y'all. We're working this, this journey. Y'all are walking through this with me in real time. Um, but, yeah, when you're thriving, that's what you're doing. You're not just existing. You are being intentional and living a purposeful life in every way.
0: So how is a person thinking when they're, when they're doing, you, you know, you're talking about doing those things, right? Yeah. These are the things that you do, but what's the mentality? So you said something about deciding yeah. to thrive. So how does one do that? You know, I mean, because okay. someone could say, okay, well, yeah, but I'm like in this surviving place, right? I'm just trying to make things happen. What makes a person decide to thrive?
1: Okay, so here's an example of that. And that's a good question. You have to always be solution-minded. And we're on the Victorious Living Solutions podcast, not excuses, right? (laughs) (laughs) You can't have Victorious Living excuses. That doesn't even sound right. but again, in your personal life, you can't have Victorious Living if you have an excuses mentality. So I can't afford it okay, that's very cut dry, Um, how can you find a solution? So you're always thinking about what can I do instead of letting your limiting beliefs cut you off from the possibility. So that's a a huge mentality shift. You are not victim-minded. Like say, if you have people, you have haters, you got people who are jealous of you, you have people who are trying to block you from succeeding or forming little cliques and doing little stupid stuff and all you're trying to do is just be intentional and run your business. Well, if you have a thriving mentality, you're not going to spend so much time preoccupied with what your haters are doing because you're too busy focused on what God is doing. What God is doing is more important than what a naysayer has to say, right? Right? So those are just examples of when you have a thriving mentality. You literally have blinders on and you just can't, whatever's going on over here, whatever's going on over here, you can't see that right now. You are focused on what you have to do. And that's where we all need to be.
0: Wow. So what was the moment in your life when you decided to thrive?
1: (laughs) Woo, how much time do we have? So I would say there have been several deciding moments because this is not something, this is not a decision that you just, you know, it's a one and done. No, baby, you're going to have to make this decision a couple of times. Why? Because as soon as you make the decision to thrive and start moving toward that, don't think that the devil is just going to be like, oh, dang, she thriving. He thriving. thriving. I'm just gonna lead him alone and let them do that. No. <laughs> He's gonna throw every obstacle at you that he can, and he has. So I would say there have been many, many instances where I've had to make this decision and then reaffirm it. Um, but if I can think of some recent examples, we won't go back through my whole life story. Um I would say in more recent years, after having kids. Yeah, that's that's a big one that you know people will tell you, girl, once you have that baby, or once you have those babies, it's all about them and your dreams have to take a back seat and you're not gonna be able to do all of this stuff that you were doing. And people actually said that to me, y'all. I'm not just like making up a hypothetical, um, but you have to tune that out. And that's what I did. I made a decision that when I took on motherhood, I was going to enjoy it, but I was also not going to become so engrossed and enmeshed in, you know, my child that I neglected the purpose that God had given me before I got married even, and before I had a kid. It wasn't going to be canceled out just because now I have a baby. It's okay, the picture looks a little different now, but how can we still include purpose around that. So I definitely had to make a decision to thrive then. And then we turned around and we had two more kids. So, you know, things taking the time to adjust, but then just deciding. I wanted my kids, and I always, I still want this, to see mommy thriving, to see daddy thriving. I want that to be their norm and it to inspire them for what they can achieve.
0: Wow, wonderful. So, when were you ever in survival mode? Whew. And how did you get out of it?
1: <laughs> I would say there's been a couple of times in my life where I've been in survival
0: mode. Besides 2020. Besi- I know everybody, Shut everybody, <laughs> everybody don't talk about 2020, but besides Ooh. 2020, uh. when was the time when you were in survival mode and you needed to make a change?
1: Yeah, because 2020, baby, there was a whole saga. I would say in my teen years, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, I'm not sure if I talked about this on the podcast before, I may have, I'm not sure, but in my teen years, my mother passed away in 1995, three weeks before I graduated eighth grade. Uh, It was very traumatic for me. And I would say that 1995 to 1999, which was all four years of high school, essentially. I refer to those as the survival years. The survival years, because I literally was thrown into this a world without my mom. Whereas before then, my mom had been my whole world. My parents divorced when I was two. You know, I came to visit my dad and spend time with him in the summers, and then all the other time I was in Oklahoma, you know, in Tulsa with my mom. So. Just me and her in an apartment, in the projects, just getting everything about the environment around us. It's just like, we just surviving, you know? Like, good times! <laughs> like, but it's not a good time, really. But we made the most of it. My mom was the person that, um, she never wanted us to look like what we've been through or subscribed to like a poverty mentality even though we didn't have a lot monetary wise she still wanted me to you know do all those things but having it's easy to do it when she's there with me telling me you can do it you can do it but then all of a sudden she's gone I was in a tailspin I was really in a tailspin y'all and then I bounced around between three different houses between 1995 and 1999 um that's the whole. I need to write a memoir. <laughs> I really do, but
0: what was going on in your mind? So I'm trying to get to yeah. The how's mind. The, how's the survival mindset like?
1: Oh, that's how.
0: How was how that? How was that like in your mind? What were you thinking?
1: Oh, those bouncing around like that and having different family issues. There was definitely. I'll tell you the things. The main mental challenges I had during those four hell years: um, anxiety. Depression, Uh, the spirit of rejection was just really heavy Um, and just, you know, just kind of feeling not wanted. And there were valid reasons for it. There were some people that I stayed with during that time where some unfortunate things happened. And as a result of that, I was literally just trying to survive and make it to high school graduation so I could leave and do what I needed to do. Um, but you know, and then I was dating, I was all the teen angsty things that you go through in high school. And I dated one person for all four years, but then it was like, we we were always breaking up and getting back together and breaking up and getting back together. So that kind of reinforced the rejection mindset that the enemy was using, you know, trying to put on me at that moment, just always trying to live up to someone's expectations or trying to gain approval mm-hmm. or... You know, so I had to overcome all of that. I would say I started to come out of it my senior year. I was What changed? Okay, it was senior year. That's one thing that changed. And I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm like, if I could just hang on, I'm almost there, I'm almost free. I'm going to get... I applied to college. I got accepted to DePaul. I also started... Listening to gospel music more my senior year. I always grew up in the church, but my faith struggled really bad when my mom passed. I was me and God were beefing real bad. Um, so you, I started you were beefing with him. I, yeah, I was <laughs> beefing with him. He was just like, I still love you. And I was just like, whatever. Like, but I started getting back to that and getting preparing my mind to leave. And come move to Chicago again. And so once I got to Chicago, that is when the full shift and the thriving kicked in.
0: So you decided to thrive by leaving? Yeah. Was that, was that your deciding to thrive? That
1: was, yeah. I made the decision that I needed to get away from the environment that was perpetuating. You know, sometimes, and I, this is not for everybody. Everybody may not be called to leave home, but for some people, if an environment is so toxic or um, just not conducive to growing and thriving, you may need to pray about whether or not you should leave and go to an entirely different location. Now you have to change your mentality because if you switch locations and you take the survival mentality with you, you're just going to go through the same thing when you get to your new place. So that's the caveat to that. Um, I started making sure when I got here that that's not going to be what happens to me. And I started finding friends who were trying to live saved, which in college, that is no easy feat to do. Not at all. Not at all. But I got involved in Paul Gospel Choir and I found a church home. And really just once I plugged back into God, like for real, for real, God just like shot me off like a rocket and to the point where if a lot of people that are here in Chicago that have just known me since I've been here, they have no idea the stuff that I've been through. They don't even, they don't know any of that. And if I told them, they would be like, what? You? Really? Huh? Like they wouldn't believe it. And that's just because God has done a remarkable work since I plugged back into him and made that decision to shift
0: my mentality. Got it. So before you left Tulsa, that was when you made that decision. You said yeah. when you were a senior in high school. Yeah. Made a decision to thrive.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I've had to keep making those decisions no matter what.
0: So what are three thriving thoughts Hmm. what are your top three thriving thoughts things that you would think on purpose or whatever something that people can take with them to say hey you know put these thoughts in your pocket you know make this a habit think like this Mm -hmm. in order to get into that thriving mentality
1: okay this is i like this question i like this question a lot my cousin shout out to my cousin sheree She lives in Austin, Texas, but she told me this years ago and I never forgot it. She said, "Uh, Nikki, nobody's smarter than you. They may know something that you don't know, but if you go and you find a book and you read it, now you know it too. So then what? And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm picking up what you're putting down. But that stuck with me. I don't you know we have to not sometimes we can be intimidated by other people's gifts or other people's oh my god they've got this and they you know like i'm nowhere near that but really nobody is smarter than you that's a that's that's one of the the big ones if you don't remember anything else i tell you or and it it couldn't even just be about smart it could just be successful or whatever Thing that you see, like nobody just woke up like that overnight, they started out wanting to be there or not knowing how to get there and then someone taught them and they got there so again, it's not that they have this lofty ability you don't have you know, so you read your books and you do what you need to do and it's possible for you too, another thriving thought that I would say um, I belong here I belong here. That is, uh, that's an affirmation of mine. That's one of my go-to affirmations. That's a good one. Uh, yes, yes. And here, I belong here. Here is wherever I find myself to be. I'm not going to allow anybody to make me feel that I have not earned my spot or I do not belong in certain rooms or... I don't have the right to certain opportunities. If God Mm -hmm. led me to it, that's exactly where I belong. And who are you to tell me
0: otherwise? That's a good one. And that reminds me of one of our previous episodes. Mm -hmm. I belong here. Mm -hmm. You know, talking about dealing with imposter syndrome. Yes. So, go back and check that episode out. But that's, yeah, this whole idea of when you're in certain places, intimidation Mm -hmm. makes you feel like you don't belong there, right? Right. Got it. Got it. So, I belong here, okay? Mm -hmm. And then what would be the third thriving thought?
1: Okay. With God, all things are possible. Okay. Yeah. Why that one? That one is... That's a good one, but why that one? Because in the natural, stuff don't be looking possible, y'all. It just don't. Sometimes you are like, okay, God, how is this going to happen? Like, how? Literally how? Mm -hmm. But... He does, God is not operating on any level that we're operating on down here. Time looks entirely different to God than it does to us down here. Money looks entirely different. Like, he's just, Hmm. he doesn't think in the realm of impossible or limitations Mm -hmm. or scarcity. Like, none of that is how God moves. And so, And he's not shocked by anything that we go through or anything that we find ourselves in need of. Or he's not like, oh, no, they don't have it. What are they (laughs) going to do? Like, he's not doing that. With God, all things are possible. So even as you're striving to get to certain goals, when you come to the end of what you know to do, it's not the end for God. And so, you know, trusting Him, it just helps you to not lean on to your under your own understanding because we have limitations. God doesn't. Hmm. That's a more succinct way of putting
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. We Got
1: have it. limitations. God doesn't.
0: Got it. So. Got it. Hey, I mean, I don't think you're any better than that, right? I mean, <laughs> with God, all things are possible. Yep. That's good. That's good. So uh, one of my last questions for you is, Name a time or tell us about a time when you were in a thriving mentality, but then that got challenged and you had to remind yourself. So you said you need to make the decision many times yeah. right, to thrive. Yeah. So what's the situation where your thriving mentality got challenged?
1: Oh, God. Um, I would say in business all the time, especially just starting out, because you have your plan. You're working it. You're putting out your content, and it's like, oh, I got two likes, or oh, it's it's seasons where you're just like, is anybody out there? Is anybody hearing me? Is this even working? Like, so did that happen to what you? Am I doing? Yes. Okay. Are you kidding me? So, so, so talk about when it happened me? to you
0: and how did you deal with that? What were you thinking?
1: Oh, we're still.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? Listen, okay. And How'd you deal with it?
1: So we're getting close to fifty episodes, you guys. Woo, woo! We should have a party. Oh my gosh! So, but even still, there's times when, even now, with all the episodes we put out, even though I've gotten testimonials back and I know that people are being blessed by the podcast.
0: Thank you all for who have commented and yes, sent us your notes. comments, mean we appreciate so that.
1: much. Your everything, because. When you don't have the feedback all the time, and even when you do have it, their podcasting is hard, y'all. So, putting out content is hard. There's times when you feel it should be doing so much more, or you think mm-hmm. like you I felt that way. Yes, okay. like I'm like, okay, God, I know that this is what you told me to do, but those doubts can creep in sometimes. Like sometimes I see other people who have been podcasting for less time than I have, and their podcast is already blown up, it's doing big numbers, but when I I get those self-doubt moments, it's like you can't, again, the blinders have to come on. And so for me, what I've been doing lately is leaving my phone upstairs more, like having times when I come up and I grab it and I check it, and I see what's going on, okay, I make my post, or I check how the engagement on the social media post that we have put out, check engagement, whatever I need to do, and then put it down and come back down to the basement and get to work, go in my office and get to work. Um, it, it happens, but I have to make the, constantly making the decision that I'm thriving, I'm thriving, I'm thriving. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter that oh, I'm not really seeing, you know, all the comments I want to see, or, oh, I'm not, it doesn't look like what it looks like for other people right now. You know, it's working with God, all things are possible. And I know that I'm doing what God told me to do. And so, yeah, like, I just have to keep at it, And that's just one example with the podcast. But Victorious Living Solutions is actually a transformative coaching company. It involves me, you know, delivering keynote speeches. It involves group coaching. It involves workshops facilitating, all of that. And so that part of the business, the other big part, you know, again, I can't look at whenever I feel like, okay, this is a good example. Remember in the Bible when uh, Peter was walking on water
0: hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he was thriving. He was thriving. Right? He was thriving. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. It don't get no more thriving than deciding you are going to literally walk on top of yeah. the sea. Pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so he's thriving, but as soon as he began to look at what the waves were doing or what the wind was doing, as soon as he's walking towards Jesus, as long as he's doing that, he's on the sea and he's thriving. But the minute he took his eyes off of Jesus, and looked at his surroundings, he began to sink. And he's like, oh no, you know, and then God saved him from drowning and whatever, but that, the same thing. The moment I begin to take my eyes off of
0: my mission,
1: why yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing, the people that I'm serving, and, you know, take my eyes off of God, of what God has me doing, just doing the thing, and start to look at, Other people's numbers or what's trending? Should I be doing that? And some things, you know, God may say, okay, you can jump on the trend. And sometimes it's not, you don't, what's trending for someone else may not be what God has you doing. So that's been my biggest, my biggest reminder to myself is to just really lock in to my things. And it's awesome. When you continue to look at what other people are doing, it um imposter syndrome sets in, anxiety sets in, you start to feel like a hamster on the wheel, like, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing <laughs> enough, I'm not doing enough. And I have felt more rest since I've been cutting back on social media and since I've really been putting my blinders on and just getting to work, I've unfollowed a lot of pages so that when I am online, certain things don't come into my timeline to distract me and take me off on a rabbit track. I've tried to make sure the people and that I'm following and businesses that I'm following have to do with the track that I'm on. So... All the celebrity gossip pages, you know, just unfollow those y'all. Just, you know, and Who
0: you follow that mess, you man.
1: You no, know, you don't even have to follow. This is the thing; you don't even have to follow. I mean, them. I know it comes in your, in it's, people's it, feed, yeah, but I you mean, you be know, following somebody else that reposted something and still, but you know, just try to make sure that
0: you have
1: things that are edifying and things that are directing you to your purpose, and those things have helped me. Wow, yeah,
0: got it. So just staying focused, not not getting you know caught up in the whole imposter syndrome, looking at what everybody else is doing, and yeah, getting getting caught up in that or looking at or right, looking at the I mean, look, I mean, I agree, you know, business is not easy,
1: it's not, (laughs) it's not. I love being an entrepreneur, but baby, is it a faith walk? It is a faith walk,
0: yeah, but I love just the the whole idea of thriving, you know, and thinking. Thinking bigger, you know, thinking not about uh, one thing you said earlier was it's not about just today. Like, surviving is just today, right? You're thinking, yeah. but thriving, you're thinking more big picture. You're thinking, you know, about the future. Absolutely. Right? You're, you're thinking about going towards a vision that yeah. you have, right? So, mm-hmm. I think that's key. Man, any final words for the people, you know, uh, on <gasps> how to think thriving? How to. Have that thriving mentality. Any other things that we haven't covered or anything that people can take home with them?
1: Think about if someone were to write you a check for your vision. Would you be able to know how much to tell them to write? I want to fund your vision. How much do you need? They're getting their checkbook out and you're just like... I right? That's something, that's a different level of thriving. That is, when you're living in a spirit of expectation and you really expect God to do something for you, you have your, and I talk about journaling and vision boarding and all that stuff on here, but you really, like Habakkuk chapter 2, it talks about you write the vision, you make it plain so that someone can see it and run with it. (laughs) That's Your vision should get you up in the morning and give you the passion Mm. to run, even when things get difficult, even when you're like, nobody's liking or commenting on any of my content, or I don't have anything in the pipeline in terms of clients. It's a really slow season or whatever it is. But that vision should compel you to get up and keep going. And if it doesn't, your vision is not big enough. Your vision should scare the daylights out of you because there's no way you can accomplish it on your own. If you can accomplish it on your own, your dream is not big enough because you don't need God then. If you can do it all on your own, but if you're dreaming something big that you know, if God does not put his super on your natural, this ain't going to (laughs) happen. That's going to keep you locked in. (laughs) So I would say those are my final thoughts to really go back and look at your vision again. And not just your vision for the next year or, you know, your five-year plan, your 10-year plan. Really think about, I almost want to say, like, work from the end of your life
0: backwards. So a really big picture.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm thinking yeah, like, like really like real big i pic- I think big picture like close your eyes and imagine many many years from now in Jesus name because with long life shall he satisfy us but many many years from now at your funeral what kinds of things do you want people to say about you?
0: Yeah what would be in your obituary? Yeah. yeah.
1: Let me tell I've you I've heard of
0: people saying You should write your obituary Man like, listen you should, you should You should write out What you want The end of your life I think it's a good exercise It
1: is a good exercise I actually In the, that book You know One of my favorite books Of all time It's a book by Michael Hyatt Called Living Forward Yes Oh my God! Y'all need to read that book, and it was by him and another author that called Daniel Harkavy. Yes, Daniel Harkavy. Y'all go read that book, but he has an exercise in there about making a life plan, which that's a whole different level than vision boarding. Yeah, life plan. (laughs) He was like, you need to plan your death, and when I read that, I was like, huh? (laughs) This book is taking a turn. (laughs) Right, like what? But he's like, none of us was gonna make it out of here alive. And so we need to plan for that. I was just like, oh well.
0: <laughs> no way.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, he that was one of the things he said. Like, what do you want people to say about you? What kind of impact, kingdom yeah. impact, do you want to have made? How do you want the world <laughs> to look better because you were here? What do you want to hear God say to you besides, well done, my good and faithful servant? Um, When you have to give an account for all of the abilities and gifts and talents and things that he's given you, what is that conversation going to go like? You know, are you going to be up there like, oh, God, I'm sorry, I didn't have time to do it. You know, right. like that wicked servant who just hid their talent in the ground, you know, or are <laughs> you going to be able to say, God, you gave me this and these are the things that I did with it. These are the people I've impacted. These are the people that I led to Christ. You know, these are the people that I inspired and they saw what I was doing. They saw the things that I did and they wanted to know you more and they wanted to pursue their purpose and all of that. So Hmm. to me, that gets me up every day because Victoria's Living Solutions is not just something cute that I do so I can, you know, do my hair and look cute and make videos and be seen. <laughs> Me that's neither. That's not, <laughs> that's not what this is, okay? This is, I am literally transforming lives, you know, through the word of God and through kingdom principles. You know, even people who are not Christian, they can live by these principles and see improvement. And all things point back to God. But really teaching people how to live victoriously is a passion of mine. Because I don't like to see people get their butt kicked by the devil. Like I don't like that it irritates me. Um, (laughs) But that's what I want to do. I want to be able to watch a reel, a highlight reel in heaven of all the people who saw my content or heard my workshops or got coaching from me and The people that they impacted because of that, and the people that those people impacted because of that, or because people read my books, or you know what I mean. Mm -hmm.
0: So, or they just knew you.
1: Yeah, or they just knew you. They
0: live by you. They live by (laughs) you,
1: and your life was such a witness that they were like, "Shoot, let me get up and get myself together, and let me see who this Jesus is she talking about." Because every time I see her, a smile. She's smiling. She got this this good man, the kids happy. They're just happy people. Like I want (laughs) that joy. I want that. There's something that they have. Right. And I'm pointing them back to the source. So they're like, well, shoot, let me try it. That's the kind of, that's the kind of impact that I want to have. And that helps keep me inspired and, you know, keeps me going even when things get rough and I don't See how it's working, but by faith, I'm gonna just keep going. I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna keep putting the content out. I'm gonna keep doing the things. And so,
0: because you have a strong vision.
1: Yes.
0: So, that vision is what causes a person to have that thriving mentality. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's good to say that vision and thriving are just connected. Like, you gotta, like, yeah, I don't see how you can have, I don't see how a person can thrive without vision because thriving is all about the future.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. I would definitely say that. And I would also say that your vision needs to be God-breathed. Um, really take some time and sit with that. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit more in another episode. But really take some time and sit with that because a lot of times our vision can be influenced by culture. Influenced by what family members are doing. Influenced by what's hot on social media right now. Um. But when it's something that is influenced by God, mm-hmm. you know, that that's something different. Like you never have to wonder if you're doing it right. You know, you already know that you're doing what you need to do. And that's going to keep you. Even if it doesn't seem popular, you're going to continue to do it. So find out what your thing is. You know, mine is Victorious Living Solutions. Find out what your thing is. It could be your business. It could be some talents that you have and how can you take what God has given you and really make an impact. Um, But yeah, those are my my final thoughts. That's a thriving mentality. Yeah. Like when you're in a thriving mentality, you don't have time for who shot John. He said, she said. Right. (laughs) You know, you don't have time to be worried about haters. You don't have time to be worried about what's happening on the news. Because you don't even have time to watch the news. Because you're busy working. So, yeah. Get to work.
0: Man, that was so good.
1: Thank you. Man,
0: thank you so much <laughs> you for sharing. Some good
1: questions. I'm like, ooh, child. I had to think about some of these for a little bit. Well,
0: I've been previewing all the episodes. Okay. So, you know... I- <laughs> I've had some things to compare, but no. Yeah. Thank you, and thanks for being transparent to everyone. I know that that's appreciated when people see that. Hey, you've been there. You're walking it out. Yes. You know, you're walking out the the battle. You know to to you know the temptation to to go back into survival mentality. So yes, I think that is key. Uh, well, look, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. This was an amazing episode. Don't forget to subscribe. Yes. Uh, go to our website victoriouslivingsolutions.com and on that homepage go ahead and subscribe to the podcast you'll get our emails and all the special things we got some amazing things planned for next year I can't talk about yet mm-hmm. uh, but stay tuned because stay you know tuned. in episode 50 we're going to make an announcement you A don't want to big miss
1: announcement it.
0: you don't want to miss it
1: big so
0: anyway thank you for joining us on victorious living solutions podcast keep living victoriously bye bye